Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from potent poison to prideful princess. And today we're talking about purple worms. Hey, Brian, how you doing today? Good, man. Good. <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk about one of, I think personally that this is one of D&D's most iconic monsters. Um, when I think of like D&D specific monsters, I usually think of the Beholder, the dragon, obviously like the the specific D&D style mm-hmm. dragon. Um, Storm giant. Basically, Demogorgon. Yeah. Shout out to Demogorgon. Yeah, I did sure, it to myself. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everything um, that's on the cover of a book, yeah. like that's what I think And of. the purple worm to me is one of those monsters. Right on. Um, what do you know about the purple worm? It's a big guy. It is a big guy. You're, this the, is, big you're the big guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big purple guy. He's <laughs> it big. He's purple. Uh, uh-huh. No, Adventure Zone. Uh, and, oh, yeah. I and by the Adventure Zone. Uh, season two crit roll, uh, which I uh-huh. uh, I live vicariously through Jacob. I watch my right, crit roll through right. your special guest, Jake. Tell uh-huh. him. He's like, well, can I just like talk to you about it anyway? Yeah, why not? I was like, right. this D&D campaign did this is the story I hear all the time. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, sure. Oh, and crit roll, they did this and this. Yeah. And uh, season one crit roll, I guess, uses some purple worms for... I do yeah. think they go to the Underdark in that one. Yeah. yeah, they're like, I don't I don't know if this is like worthy of even tagging as a spoiler, but here's something that's going to happen in Critical Role that involves Purple Worms is like they're going to walk through the tunnels of Purple Worms. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that today. I won't uh, even that's, t- that's talk like about a, anything else. That's an actual lore thing. So let's get oh, into nice. it. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. So Purple Worms are one of the biggest and baddest beasts from the Monster Manual. Uh, these massive burring monsters terrorize the creatures of the Underdark as they chew through solid stone in pursuit of prey. A dim-witted, ravenous force of nature, these creatures regard anything they encounter as food. Purple worms are feared for their potential for catastrophic carnage and their ability to swallow even a giant hole. This is like a cosmic event. Yeah, this is a big deal. For for like a, like Kuatoa. Yeah, seriously. Holy crap. (laughs) Just Kuatoa fall, like a purple worm accidentally digs too deep, falls out of the ceiling and just lands on the Kuatoa civilization. Could happen. It could happen. Though incredibly violent and destructive, purple worms are not evil inherently. They're considered to be neutral or unaligned and much more akin to a force of nature than anything else. 
Okay. Though the Purple Worm is not necessarily a campaign ender due to its lack of like nuance as a big bad evil guy. Sure. Um, it is definitely a high level boss type encounter. Okay. Yeah. Like, real powerful. Like it, as this is at the top end of the wild, the random encounter table or whatever. Like if you're going to have yeah. like a, a yeah. standard yeah, 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 like yeah. unaligned monster to just like. Mm-hmm. Me in the wild, you know, yeah. and you're talking, they got to be like level 12. They got to be at least level 12. Or they going to die. Or they're going to die. They could yeah. probably be level 10. Maybe level 10. Yeah. Um, level 10 is really good. Yeah, it, it is. It's quite I actually powerful. don't know anything about the stat block, but I would just imagine well, like when, when I, I feel like we're four pretty level car- 10s could probably take on a purple worm. Okay, cool. Cause I feel like we're pretty careful DMs when it comes to it's, combat planning. We're like always air on, the side, always of caution. on the side of caution. And you know, it's, you're, you're right. Cause yeah, players can be very powerful. It's, it's, I would say maybe to to be real about the minimum, four level nines would be. Where it, I put it. it really is based off your play. Is your are your characters going to optimize combat? Is that in their role? Play? Yeah, that's the like, thing. Not all players are created equally. Some people are really suboptimal, and some people are so optimal it's ridiculous. Yeah, so. some people just like some characters want to hide during yeah. combat. Yeah. Okay. It's true. All right, let's go back to Purple Worms. Yeah. So as its name implies, uh, the Purple Worm it is, is purple. indeed deep purple in color <laughs> <laughs> with a pale yellow underbelly. Oh, um, what? <laughs> a little nuance there. It's all the uh, it's all the scrapings. I guess all the scrapings. <laughs> Separating its yellow underbelly from its purple overshell is a line of hard horn crests going down its sides. Oh, neat. Okay, so there's some texture to this yeah, creature. It's not indeed. like a smooth, like, no, tubular. No, it's not. It's, it's body, pretty tubular, though. Yeah, it is pretty tubular. Its body is well armored by a thick carapace, and it is is segmented one end of the purple worm terminates in a monstrously large mouth lined with dozens of hundreds of enormous teeth yeah dozens like, two hundreds of like rows teeth. of them right like like yeah shark like teeth row kind after of, row yeah but just like, like all the way around yeah all the doesn't way around. like yeah. end in a um like the hinge of the jaw it doesn't have that part of its mouth um you know what i'm gonna be honest it really depends like i was looking at all the different art of purple worms cross edition and it's drastically did a different like interpretations all over the place, like a slight proboscis, like it like yeah, jacks its there, teeth a little bit. Been like that. There's been straight proboscises, if you will. And Is it a proboscis? The, uh, it's the thing that great white shark does with its jaw too. Like just like when it goes to bite, its jaw like lunges forward. Like oh, like for a sure. good amount. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah it like wow, it yeah. like basically fucking ejects yeah. from well, its face. So, okay, so like the earlier depictions of perworms had like a straight like lamprey kind of just circular, mm-hmm. like a teethy, leech mouth, like a leech mouth. While the 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 more um, modern ones are just like gaping maws with yeah like, not maybe not quite jaws but like big flappy lips like, ah. <laughs> it's big big sloppy lip gonna get you <laughs> right you gonna so, get dragged under and chopped that's up my by description of purple worms there um, there it is ladies it is said and to gents. have uh, it is said to have slit like eyes set above its mouth in a lot of the lore that I could find but most art I could find depicts them without eyes and its stat block lists it as having blind sight and not having dark vision so I'm going to assume that the current edition of D&D the purple worm is indeed eyeless okay. that is what I'm going with did you mention if, tremor sense that's a thing right um, they do have tremor sense in 4th edition and they have it here in 5th edition okay as well. cool so they have tremor sense and they have blind sense they don't have dark vision the art I could find for 5e and 4e, no eyes. Only only eyeball versions I could find were from first and second edition. Okay. So I'm assuming they're eyeless. <clears throat> they're just, they live underground. Makes sense. Yeah, you don't need eyes under there. Um, the, si- the size of a fully grown purple worm also has a bit of discrepancy. The third edition monster manual claims that the body of a mature purple worm is roughly five feet in diameter and 80 feet long, weighing about 40,000 pounds. Holy shit. Which is really big. 
But the second edition Monstrous Manual lists the creature's full size as 8 to 9 feet in diameter and 140 to 150 feet long. So almost twice as big. Oh, my God. Um, that's huge. It's it so, really so massive. Huge. That's like, a bus. Absolutely, like, that is, that's a bus. That's, I mean, that's a blue whale right there. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. So purple worms also have poisonous stingers at the end of their tails. Most people don't know this because, uh, I mean, the tail is the last thing you're going to be worried about. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> As I said before, purple worms exist deep within the earth, not always, but quite often in the underdark. Uh huh. They tunnel through packed earth and solid stone as easily and quickly as they travel through empty air, leaving behind passageways the width of their own bodies. They lunge forward by rhythmically compressing and expanding their bodies, catching their prey by surprise with the speed of their advance. Like they move through it like water. Okay. <laughs> I was so serious. Sorry. Like, well, like I was, I was doing a scene in my head where, uh -huh. like, you, you're gonna hear the tunneling in the underdark uh -huh. and like maybe you're gonna look up and you're like oh some rocks are gonna fall from the ceiling but everything under there is so like entranced by like what is that rumbling yeah. sound yeah and like some kuto roll up and like some like flumps roll up of course everyone's and, like, here for the and, like a lot of people are just like what is that up above and then the fucking <clears throat> performer just calls <laughs> rocks down fucking smash all of them <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that could Sorry. happen my, that's where that's my brain just keeps going to that same shit okay well, dirt and stone pass through the worm's digestive systems and are ejected from their bodies after they've extracted any and all nutrients from these substances. So even while they are moving, they are eating. Yeah, their bodies are just absorbing all of the mm -hmm. good dirt from the bad dirt. <coughs> right. They layer in underground burrows, and given the average purple worm's enormous size, these layers are often incredibly gigantic. Yeah. Uh, sprawling networks of round tunnels left behind are common near purple worms layers, often crisscrossing and penetrating into vast pre-existing caverns. Okay. Occasionally, a purple worm's tunnel will breach the surface world. This effect benefits those dwelling in the underdark in a small way, creating new air shafts to pump air into the underdark. Oh, hey. And as has uh, been established on the show in previous episodes, this is good because everyone seems to be farting down here. Everybody's farting down there. <laughs> but, like, if you don't go down there with your own brand, though. Yeah, that's the worst thing you could do. Yeah, so... Find a purple worm air, air vent. Hope there's not a purple worm in it and take a deep breath because it's fartless. Right. <laughs> purple worms do not often use their layers, though, as they spend most of their time killing and eating and digging. Usually they can only be found in their burrows when they have consumed so much uh, that they need to be allowed to digest and rest for a while. Okay. Um, though most common in the Underdark, purple worms are at times known to live on the surface world in rocky and mountainous lands. Oh, weird. Yeah, that's um, that's wild. Can you imagine you're like standing on a mountain looking over a valley, like a desolate, like barren wasteland valley, and just like purple worms, purple like, worms like coming out like, like a whale? Yeah. yeah. Like a whale. Holy shit. That'd be wild. <laughs> no, we, we're going around. Yeah, we're no. going around. We're not going down there. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> we're level um, nine. We're not doing this. <laughs> right. So a purple worm is always on the hunt for more sustenance to maintain its enormous size. They hunt by tremor sense and have excellent hearing. Loud noises attract purple worm like magnets, and they have been known to interrupt underground battles and tear through subterranean cities seeking prey. It's a graboid. It's yeah, it's it is like a graboid. <laughs> I fucking love that movie, by the and way. Tremors is so good. It wasn't even a purple worm episode and somebody was talking about tremors in like Discord or something like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, oh. I gotta I gotta fucking pay homage to that conversation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In this episode. But yeah, this is just tremors. It's the just movie. tremors, the movie, yeah. Pardon my French. Oh, right. But fuck this or whatever they say. <laughs> right. Fuck this shit. Yeah. Pardon my French. <laughs> A purple worm's emergence is difficult to predict, and the creature is prone to showing up at the worst possible times. <laughs> what? 
Well, okay, so this makes sense because if something extremely loud is happening in an underground city, for example. Oh, unless, that's what you mean. Like, unless, it's not like the opposite of like the Lucky Feet or something. This is just right, like, no, exactly. Just, well, they just happen to show up. Man, when, no, no, no. It's just, you're like forging the sword that's going to kill God and you're like, wouldn't it suck if a fucking purple worm barreled through the wall? <laughs> um, no, no, it's just if something loud is happening underground, like let's say in a city, it's probably either a celebration mm-hmm. or a disaster. Both of which are times of society's least ready to deal with a Godzilla-like event. Right. So because of this, the underground civilizations of dwarves, the drow, the duergar, the mind flayers tend to maintain special wards around their settlements to deter these monsters, like magical uh, deterrence. Did you hear about that hobgoblin uh, encampment that got mm-hmm. fucked up by the purple worm? I guess they were just out there stomping the yard. Okay, that's a super quest saga joke. It's and, also a dungeon cast joke. Dungeon cast joke. Oh, I'm in God. canon. I'm super it's in line all, right it's now. It's all intermingled. All right, let's Here's hit short rest. Justice for Spawn. It's short rest time. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. 
come check out our D&D 5e actual play podcast, Super Quest Saga, the show where Will, Brian, your special guest Jake, and friend of the show Josh Freeland sit around the table and play some Dungeons and Dragons in space. It's Will's homebrew sci-fi space opera campaign. Find it on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Super Quest Saga! Earned. Now we've returned. And now we've returned. We've returned. We've returned. <laughs> so let's talk about Purple Worms, Ryan. Oh, my um, God. Tunnel through my heart, Purple Worm. Jeez, I love this thing. <laughs> oh, man. I'm about to trash talk it right now. <laughs> like, no shit. So all in all, Purple Worms are not the most nuanced or interesting of creatures. Uh, they're really big. They dig, they kill, and they eat. That is really about it. They have an intelligence level of one, which, as I've said before on the show, is one above a rock. They have no <laughs> language or any real levels of reasoning or thought. They are all instinct. The most interesting facts about the purple worm aren't even about the worm itself, but about how their existence interacts with the others who have to fucking deal with them. Yeah, because they're like a lot like regular worms. Yeah, like imagine what life would be like if purple worms were real and we as humans had to deal with them showing up. Or like, even if like earthworms were the size of. A bus. Like that would, right. that would, that would suck, suck some balls. Imagine if like one just tears through your house. And yeah, like, man. Shit. My leg. I don't have earthworm insurance. I don't have leg insurance. <laughs> That's How good. am I going to get this back? Um, also, you can look at like movies like Pacific Rim where like everything about human life changed when the kaiju showed up. Yeah. It's, it'd be like that. Or Avatar Last Airbender. What do you mean? Oh, well, everything no changed when the Fire Nation God, attacked. Okay. All right. So as I said before. <laughs> well, hang on. I'm, I'm going to say something to you that I said before the show that I really want on the record, which is sometimes all you got to do is be big. It's true. And that's all these guys have done. And it's worked really well for them. Yeah. It's, it's their, <laughs> their greatest defense is they're, 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 they're very, huge, very big. Yeah. <laughs> so as I said before, burrowing purple worm, burrowing purple worms constantly create new tunnels throughout the Underdark. Right. Areas rich in prey quickly become interlaced with complex tunnel systems resulting from several worms hunting together. Because a purple worm rarely returns to his own tunnels, though, after they have cleared out their prey, such passageways end up becoming good places to actually avoid these monsters. Okay. Which, it's like, <clears throat> it's already been here. Exactly. Lightning ain't gonna They're strike gonna twice, baby. Yeah, Let's exactly. go. They're trying to eat. <laughs> so these tunnels end up being quickly made use of by other creatures as corridors and highways. Mm. So with as much death and destruction as purple worms cause to society, they also are responsible for increased trade and travel between said society. It's quite possible that without these routes, civilizations of the Underdark would stagnate and grow meager rather than be able to maintain their standard of living. Right. There wouldn't be like this fucking new highway. Mm -hmm. It's a weird like um, double edged sword. I wonder if uh, like the higher powers of the Underdark, like maybe, I don't know, like Illithids or something would try to manipulate a purple worm to go uh, build a highway through a residency. And then Mm -hmm. somebody is going to like be like, no, don't do it. Yeah, and then. yeah, that's the thing. We're gonna, we're gonna kind of talk about that <laughs> okay. a little bit, not in exactly that scenario, but a similar thing. I was really bit. trying to form it around the beginning of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy when uh, oh, they were like trying outside to, they have to build a uh, highway through Earth or whatever. Yeah, yeah <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Um, another fun fact about pupper worms is that when they burrow through the ground and consume earth and rock, which breaks down and constantly excretes. Harder substances, such as uh, valuable metals and gems, are not digested by the worm and remain within their bodies for weeks or months on end. No. Yeah, because of... Yeah, because <laughs> no, of, Will, don't tell me the next part. <laughs> the next part's not what you're thinking. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I would do. 
Well, because of this, particularly brave and foolhardy treasure hunters are prone to attempting to slay these magnificent beasts in pursuit of great wealth, more often than not, to their mortal peril. Oh, wait, the, the gems are just like up in their guts yeah. all the time? For oh, I thought they end. would just they like don't come out in them, the stool. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No, no, no. Oh, shoot. Although I like that too. That's fun. <laughs> so you got to, oh, yeah, you gotta a, kill purple, the beast. a purple worm's belly is a treasure yeah. chest full so of gems. This is almost like, why would adventurers like fight these things if they didn't have to? And like, this is a kind of a good reason. Cause this is one of those actual instances where you kill the thing and it drops treasure. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, when you, how real are we playing here? Does it drop treasure? Or did you spend a ton of hours breaking this ton, thing open? Yeah, probably a ton of hours breaking it And then, like, can you carry it all? But, I mean, if you're powerful enough to kill it, you're probably powerful enough to get inside its guts. And you might you might be powerful enough to do transportation magic. But then again, Tensors if, floating discs some stones away. Yeah, but then again, if you're that powerful, you'd probably have other means to get wealth anyways. <laughs> if you're that powerful, you're probably rich. Probably <laughs> so you, rich. You gotta, be, you gotta be a crazy person if you're doing this. I guess so. Yeah. Or desperate. Or extremely desperate. Or you yeah. do it on accident. Because, like, if you, if you come <laughs> across one yeah. and you now you have to fight it yeah it's well like, you might as well, well guess what dude it, like yeah. well we're, we we successed just now yeah so let's cut this bad boy open we'll and see and what it's got it, inside eat it and then take the gems yeah that's, that's cool okay <clears throat> so some few peoples have discovered ways to turn purple worms into living weapons stories tell of powerful spellcasters who specialize in charm and enchantment magic who are able to magically seize control of these creatures yeah um, and then they've just got a purple <clears throat> worm chariot they're just mm -hmm. like dressing two up on a fucking thing with cart with wheels there we let's go. go the tales recount how these spellcasters could direct the worms at their enemies wiping out entire cities or armies with a single worm uh rumors also circulate that some drow priestesses hold worms under their sway and use them for defense in remote areas where reinforcements aren't available dwarves are known to use purple worms for mining and tunnel building yet despite centuries of effort the beasts have never been fully tamed or domesticated all attempts to control purple worms eventually end in disaster yeah that's what i was gonna say it's like uh, a very limited time thing yeah like <clears throat> what how are you even getting it to do what you need in the first place you right like, maybe set off an explosion and like direct it in some yeah. area and it's like, like you can only control them like, in the vaguest of ways yeah oh man <clears throat> and then maybe they're taking down your supply when they're chewing through the walls or <laughs> whatever right Ooh. okay so the purple worm is a naturally solitary creature that only ever seeks a companion purple worm for the purposes of mating. Mm -hmm. They lay their eggs and nest in areas called nurseries, usually dug out of their own layers. Sometimes during the incubation period of the eggs, other creatures form an odd symbiotic relationship with the parent worms by moving into nearby tunnels. Okay. Giant spiders and other monsters like underground creatures, which have no direct interest in the eggs themselves, often serve this symbiotic purpose. So these other creatures end up protecting the nursery by hunting for prey that is attracted to the eggs. Whereas, whether as food or for their inherent value. Um, this is not by intent of the creature, of course. It just so happens to work in both their and the purple worm's benefit. Yeah, it's like the that eggs makes attract sense. prey, they protect the eggs from prey. Yeah, <laughs> like a spider setting up near like a like a like an outdoor light or something yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. So they, like this is much like in real life symbiotic relationships. They form out of mutual benefit and not by any sort of intent. Okay, cool. Um, but very mm -hmm. cool for like, if you're hunting purple worm eggs for some reason, like maybe you need one for a fucking magic spell and now you got to fight a bunch of spiders. Yeah, exactly. Though this is, that's a cool kind of setup for an adventure. Like maybe deep gnomes discovered that there's a nesting pair of purple worms, like a little too close for comfort near their city. Yeah. So they hire some dope ass adventurers to go exterminate them. And what, would what would normally turn into uh, like a monster hunt ends up becoming a dungeon crawl because you're going through these tunnels and they're like infested with all these different creatures right and that want to eat you 
And then <clears> the fucking... And then at the end, you have to fight two purple worms. The Underdark Drow Pirates are there at the end. They want the purple worm eggs, and now you got to fucking hash it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah much cool like stuff. much like the third installment of the Vault Raiders, where something similar to that happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Snakes! <laughs> Indeed. So, <clears throat> where was I? Oh, um, it is also said that Fomorian Giants, which we haven't really talked about, they're like underground fey giants. Yeah, we we talked really we mentioned Fomorians. Yeah. Um we'll talk about them more later. But okay. it's said that they sometimes can develop relationships with purple worm parents as well and become caretakers of the clusters of eggs, and I'm not sure why. Okay. I didn't say why. I couldn't find why, but it's a thing that apparently can happen. Hopefully when we get and to Fomorians, we'll yes, loop back around. Exactly. And I was busy this week. I wasn't able to double my research into a whole other species of monstrosities. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that can happen. Purple worm eggs are approximately three feet in diameter, silvery spheres with extremely hard shells. They are often clustered together in groups of six and are suspended from their chamber walls with sticky strands of saliva. Okay. <clears throat> Yuck. Yeah, gross. They are highly valued by wizards for various arcane rituals. The moment a new worm hatches, it burrows into the ground, never to be seen by its siblings or parents again. So there's no <laughs> real parenting or child rearing occurring in these species. Again, they have a one intelligence. What's there to learn? What's there to learn? <laughs> I know how to eat dirt. It's... I'm not mom. I'm a, they're the sea turtles of the fucking ground. Sure. Their lifespans are said to reach roughly 150 years in length. Like a sea turtle. Like a sea turtle. Yes, <laughs> it's true. Any questions about the purple worm before we look at the stat block? It's like a narrow purple turtle. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, stat me up, bro. All right. Purple worm. Gargantuan monstrosity. Oh. Unaligned. Okay, cool. Uh, armor class. Were you hoping for a huge giant again? Huge giant. <laughs> huge armor, armor class 18. Hit points 247. It's got a walking speed. Walking speed. A 50 feet and a burrow speed of 30 feet. A fucking slither speed. Yeah, slither speed. Uh, strength of 28. Dexterity 7. Constitution 22. Intelligence 1. Wisdom 8. Charisma 4. <laughs> Um, let me see here. It's got blind sight. It's got tremor sense. It's a challenge rating 15. Yeah. It's a big boy. Um, it has one feature called tunneler. The worm can burrow through solid rock at half its burrow speed and leaves a 10 foot diameter tunnel in its wake. It's got two attacks and it can make a multi-attack. That is one bite attack, one stinger attack. Those are its two attacks. Um, bite. I know bite sounds simple, but it is two paragraphs long. Yeah, it's real complicated when you, real for each row of teeth. Fucking, there's a new, there's a layer effect inside this thing's mouth. Okay, <laughs> right. exactly. So let's see. Plus fourteen to hit, reach a ten feet. Three d eight plus nine piercing damage. If the target is a large or smaller creature, it must succeed a DC nineteen dexterity saving throw or be swallowed by the worm. A swallowed creature is blinded and restrained. It has total cover against attacks and other effects outside the worm, and it takes 6d6 acid damage at the start of each of the worm's turns. Oh, wow. So that's brutal. That's the first paragraph. Okay. If the worm takes 30 damage or more on a single turn from the creature inside of it, the worm must succeed a DC 21 constitution saving throw at the end of it that turn or regurgitate all swallowed creatures, which fall prone in a space within 10 feet of the worm. If the worm dies, the swallowed creature is no longer restrained by it and can escape from the corpse by using 20 feet of movement, exiting prone. So it's not just a bite. It's a it's an eat. It's that, not that actually <laughs> be called eat. Eat. Consume. <laughs> consume. Ooh, better. It should be called consume. Okay. Uh, the last uh, action that the purple worm has is tail stinger. Melee weapon attack, plus 14 to hit, reach 10 feet. One creature, 3d6 plus 9 piercing damage, and the target must make a DC 19 constitution saving throw, taking 12d6 poison damage on a failed save, half as much damage on a successful one. So, I mean, it's just a powerhouse. It's just big. It's got high armor class. It's got high ability scores. It's got 
lots of HP and its attacks do lots of damage. Yeah. It's just as simple as that. Just fucking <clears throat> yeah. don't get hit. <laughs> don't get yeah. hit by this thing. And don't go underground. No. Um I've all, I've never I've never been in a campaign where I got to fight a purple worm and I've always wanted to. Um they just seem like almost like I like it because it reminds me kind of like the Hydra. It's just a big scary monster. Yeah. Sometimes it's totally. just fun to fight big scary monsters that uh that aren't like you know a spellcaster or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I get this is just literally a t- uh, like a tank out there. Yeah, I would have this like if you're in under, the Underdark, mm-hmm. this is like a very low percent chance random encounter for me. Sure, like, yeah. Until we I, get to some point where like oh well, there's purple, there's a purple worm genie down here. Not genie, <laughs> that's a thing. Uh, a purple worm wizard down here, and he's just like trying to fucking manipulate the purple sure, worms. Sure, yeah, absolutely. He's gonna put them on his. He's <clears throat> gonna make them into fists and yeah. punch you with them. I think. I think the reason I that I can be drawn to like the big giant monsters is because it reminds me of Greek mythology, which I'm yeah. a big fan cool. of reading those stories. And it's just, it's like your Heracles and you're fighting the giant, whatever. And all yeah. my favorite, all my favorite shows I found out have one thing connected in between them. Uh-huh. And most of my like favorite, favorite shows, it's either um, like, there's always a giant fucking monster in it. Somehow oh, okay, it's just sure. showing up like Dragon yeah. Ball. They got big monkeys. Sure. Although that kind of gets taken out, Super but gets taken whatever. Out. I like it for the, I mean, I, the dragon's still big. It has giant. Yeah. The dragons, it has big monsters. It's it got does. big buff guys, whatever. Uh, a lot of crotch shots in Dragon Ball. Hey man, uh, Nar- gotta get those crotch shots. Nar- <laughs> they gotta get those crotch shots. Uh, Nar- Naruto's got the, Naruto's uh, got big old boobies everywhere, uh, but they've uh, got the, oh, yeah. the tail. Well, beasts. I mean, they got the giant beast. Uh, oh yeah. I was, I was jumping off of crotch shots. They do crotch shots too, but it's girl. And that Goku and right, Vegeta. Right. Um, what are the monsters card? I can't remember. Tailed beasts. Yeah, but like, isn't there a word for that? Oh, there's like uh, Shikaku is like the oh, yeah, they each have one tail, name, yeah. and then the but yeah, the tail beasts are dope. And yeah, okay, yeah, much much kaiju fighting. Um, <laughs> yeah, kaiju's Godzilla. Any questions about purple worms? They're so big. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I is it worth mentioning? Uh, I guess Adventure Zone kind of uses it as like a plot hook. Like yeah, yeah, that that might be worth that talking was pretty about. Good. I mean, I don't want to spoil because that's a big spoiler. That's a big one. But yeah. they, I mean, it was a very good use on the dungeon master's uh-huh. part of the way they use this big mm-hmm. meat monster. Yeah, to like, and the meat monster did the thing that it does. It destroys towns and villages. Right. Yeah. So like, it, it was acting very in line, but using it in an interesting way. And like, there was emotion involved and things like that. Yeah. To help no, like it was make, a well-told story. Yeah. That was probably the best told story section of the adventure zone. Yeah, I would say arc. so. Yeah. Um, this is like a monster that could be, it's all up to you how you want to put your spin on this to make it a little more interesting. Yeah. Like I like the random encounter, but, um, because I think it was interesting to randomly encounter purple worm because mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like, fuck, now we have to fight this giant yeah, thing no, and it has no it. emotion. It's just a right. fucking meat monster. You can't reason with it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like a cool thing for to ha- just happen. Mm-hmm. But like uh, as a plot point, you're going to need to do some 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 noodling, some man wavering. Um, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, it could be as simple as like what I said before is like. A city discovered that there's a nesting pair too close for comfort. Eventually, those eggs are going to hatch. And what are these purple worms going to do? They're going to be real hungry and come for the nearest meat sacks. Right. Um, so we need to, like, nip this in the bud and hire some dope-ass adventurers to go take care of it. So go take care of it. Yeah, that one. That one's a cool one. Yeah, it's um, a pretty, I mean, it's just it's, standard. That's almost like side questy, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Kill the purple worms. Yeah, there we go. And I, I, think, they, I think they do serve good as a side quest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a high, uh, well, a baby purple worm wouldn't have, like, a high loot. Scenario because they haven't eaten enough. No, but gems, the nesting but, pair of parents. Yeah, but the yeah. parents. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a cool loot drop. Like, yeah. hey, go kill the purple worms. Um, we'll give you uh, we'll give you passage to here, like you're asking, and mm-hmm. uh, you'll you can keep the spoils. Sure. 
Absolutely. Well, with that being said, I think we can get ready for our long rest. Okay, sounds good. So I have these little slippers that are oh like. Oh my gosh! They yeah, look yeah. Like you're little, always talking about your slippers. They look like little bear. They look like little bear feet for sure. I'm and sure then I do. take them off, and I just got bare feet, and uh-huh. I get in my bed. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're no longer us, guys. Warm milk, <laughs> warm, or at least us getting ready for it. Warm milk, a midnight tobacco pipe, <laughs> ready to go. Okay, for sure. Midnight. That's when I go to bed. Is midnight? No, I go to bed at eight, man. Oh, not me, man. I'm a I'm a creature of the night. I'm probably asleep most nights between three thirty and four thirty a.m. That's that's the life yeah. I used to live too, man. Yeah. I'm <laughs> nope. I'm in bed by eight because I'm awake by four. <laughs> so yeah, fair enough. That works. You're uh, awake by the time I'm falling asleep. So that's why that's why my sleepy game gotta be so good. I gotta get mm. warm and toasty in my bedtime, and I gotta get it right. Watch Super Quest Saga. It's Please do. Fucking space times. It with is dice. It is. There's uh-huh. D20s and, and and laser guns. And a dude that looks like that guy from fucking uh, Stranger Things and the new mm-hmm. Black Widow movie. Who? Freeland looks just like Homeboy. No, the fuck he does not. Dude, I was showing people. No, I was showing people. I was not. showing people at work. Doppelganger. We got, we got it in the comments. We got it in the does comments. Does Josh Freeland look like, uh, oh God, what's his name from Stranger Things? Um Hopper. Hopper. Hopper from, no. No, What's he that doesn't. Guy's name? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Josh Freeland does not look like Hopper. I'm a side-by-side. All right. I want, I want, I want I posted a, a I posted up. I posted it in on Instagram, comments. his uh-huh. face, uh, for his birthday. Uh-huh. And people was like, y'all got that fucking Stranger Things going on? And I was like, literally like, <laughs> literally like a month before that, I was looking yeah. at that. I was, because I was looking at like uh-huh. something that had that guy on it mm-hmm. and i went over to special guest jake and i was like is this guy look like this guy to you and he was like oh yeah man i've always thought that's thinks crazy so. okay maybe maybe so. now i need to look anyways uh yeah watch super quest saga where apparently we have hopper from stranger things yeah but freeland's way cooler than whoever that guy is uh, he's pretty cool freeland's pretty Hopper's fucking cool. Pretty cool have you seen stranger things i watched the first Half of the first episode, and then there were teenagers making out. Shut that shit right off. Oh, dude, it's one of the best shows like ever. You should definitely watch that show. I can't get through the teenagers. You know, in the first episode of the first season, I don't even remember that. It was like some bathroom makeout. It was really uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah, I got really, I got really uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, they're adults in real life, right? Oh, <laughs> they look like teenagers. Yeah, and teenagers make out sometimes. Man. Like some thirteen-year-olds like, in that's the a bathroom. Fact yeah, you're have to learn to. Yeah, but with. I don't want to watch it. Well, you uh, fast forward it. Oh, anyways, no, like, nah. anyways, we have a new T-shirt. <laughs> God damn it! I'm not gonna argue about you deciding not to watch some of the best shows ever made. I hey, I tried. <laughs> I got I got in there. All right, uh huh. We got um. Hopefully, well, let's just commit. Um, there's a new thumbcast. Thumbcast. Check it out. It's all about the, my fucking appendages down here. These ones, opposable. Just kidding. Thumbnail. Mm-hmm. For the podcast is what we I do. meant to say. You've probably seen it already. You've probably seen it already. It's, it's a big uh, guy. In honor of our Year of the Giant, I guess this is the thing we're doing now where the thumbnail is going to change with the year. Um, and this so. one looks really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually a really big fan of this one. Yeah. Um, um, it's fucking awesome. So we're slapping it on a mug. We're slapping it on a t-shirt. And it's on Teespring if you guys want one. So if you guys want to help support the show and if you want something that looks really cool, check out the link below. Uh, it's in this, the description. It'll take you right to our store. That's right. Um, you can always check us out on Patreon. Please go check out Ranger Danger, which is up there for free right now. Um, I also put a cap on the $1 tier. We can have a hundred $1 tier people, and then we're just going to fucking cap it. Um, so if you have that $1 spot, you're going to get those special benefits, close those up. And we're going to, um, we're going to look into, um, shift. I know we've, we've talked about it before, but it didn't pan out. We're going to look at it again and, and try to tweak some things to, Make Patreon a better experience for us and you. Yeah, indeed. Um, we're always looking at that. I know Patreon is working really hard too. 
make things better because like man their app sucks oh, so sucks. bad it's one of the worst apps their website's passable passable yeah yeah we've passable. done some things to, they've done some things to make the content more accessible mm-hmm. um like featured tags and it's stuff barely passable, man. it's, it's barely passable it's it's barely passable so mm. like really just check your patreon email is the best way to go if you guys have any if you're in our patreon you have questions about what is available where to find stuff. There's people in our discord can help you out, but you can come to us too. Like you can email us, you can message us through Patreon. You can message us through discord. You can message us on Instagram or Twitter just, or Gmail, the dungeoncast@gmail.com. You can hit us up at any of those places. We're more than happy to help. We worked really hard on our bonus content. We want yeah. you to experience it. There's yeah. a lot of stuff in that $5 tier and there's a lot of you in there. So please take advantage. $10 tier. Y'all know the $10 people know what's up. They're on an F bats train and like all, all is well. Yeah. Um, that's where all of the live game specials are. You can go check those out. Fucking check it out, man. We got lots of, if you like this show, if you like super quest saga, you're going to like the stuff that's in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we told you to go check out the space game. We love so the space I game. I think we can call it a game. <laughs> okay. Bye. And we'll talk to you guys later. See ya. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.